first, I was just thinking about, like, you know, how I'm going to give her something. Like, I got bills and stuff. Like, I'm worried about living from check to check. And, you know, having if I give away something, you know, then that's going to take away from me. Like, if I want something to eat or buy something or, you know, I, at first, that's what I thought about myself. Like, I work hard for my money, you know. So, whenever I do get the opportunity to treat myself or sometimes I'm not even treating myself like I sacrifice and give that to you know my son or you know this gas money to go out of town you know to visit my grandson you know all those things I, I could think about all those excuses like they just went through my mind as I'm walking to the car out of Quintra and then I said you know what no I'm gonna go ahead and give her something you know because I want to talk to her for a little bit. I just want to kind of see, you know, where her situation, what's her situation. Because she looked young, you know, and I had a little bit of time. So I took the money to her and I'm like, you know, I can't even share with her what my thoughts were. Like, before I even handed it to her. Like, I got bills and stuff. But, you know, I'm just going to share this with you. And, you know, can you tell me, like, tell me a little bit about how you got here. And she was just like, I don't know, you know, this is all I know. I've been out here since I was nine years old. And I was like, wow, nine years old? Like, you've never been in foster care or anything? And she was like, no, I just, I hid really well. I said, so you've been on the street since you was nine years old? Nobody came looking for you? And she's like, I guess not. And I'm like, oh, okay, how old are you? And she said, 21. I was like wow you know immediately I got emotional because I'm a child welfare specialist so why didn't somebody you know she said she was like acting up in school and her mom kicked her out and so she just kept on running and never went back so at nine years old she fell through the cracks and she seemed genuine and honest that she really was out on the street nobody was looking for her nobody was checking for her and all the hell she must have went through i can only imagine living out on the streets at nine years old now she looks strong and pretty stout and look like she could take any guy you know she could take about 10 you know 10 guys little female david she looked she looked pretty you know tough and i mean she looked at um she didn't look like bad or anything or like drugged out or anything so she must have had a, a right mind somewhere because she wasn't all she was just homeless she's a panhandler she's a professional panhandler and so um i pointed that out to her i was like dang you know like what makes you you know beg all day instead of you know applying yourself somewhere and getting paid what you're worth you know for what what you're worth like what's inside of you i see it you know and i complimented her you know on my observation I complimented her on strength that that I'm that you just know that you know somebody's got it in them when you see them like you just feel it so I I, I kind of uplifted her a little bit in that moment and she was just like I don't know like I'm like what are your goals like what would you like to do I don't know I don't I've never known I've never thought about my goals I never thought about what I was going to do like you know like I don't know and I'm like and she looked real genuine you know she was smiling at first and then she just you could tell she was getting real somber and real serious with the conversation and that's what I appreciated as well you know she tried to walk away a couple times and I was like not done at all I'm like I gave you this buddy we're gonna talk we're gonna have a conversation though honestly I was really curious 
because she just looked so young and just, you know, I was led to just have a conversation with her about her situation. I was just curious. And so she says that she doesn't, you know, she's never thought about her goals. And I just simply asked her, I was like, would you want another nine-year-old to go through what you went through on these streets? And she quickly, firmly said, no. No, I would not. And she was very serious. And so I planted the seed in her. I said, well, then why don't you give your time to that? To keep in other nine-year-olds from, from that situation that you would not want them to go through. And go back and finish what you got started, what you never finished, which is schooling. And I told her, I said, you are worth more. You are worth every dollar, dime, anything. You got everything in you that you need to get paid for what you're worth. I said, you shouldn't have to beg for what you have inside of you, what you're worth, what you can work for. You're worth more than that. And that's been a motto for me. I'm not going to beg for what I know that I'm worth. That I know that I can put in the work to get. That it's already mine. That I have everything in me. I have everything in me that I need to get what I want. And to get take care of my needs as well. And to take care of myself. To help others. Everything I need in this universe, I have it inside of me. I don't have to beg. And I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to beg. That's what you will not see me do. And so that's the seed that I planted in this young lady today. And so I... Um, you know, that might not be for every panhandler that you see. But, you know, if you're going to give them something, take a little time with them. Don't just give them that $5, $10, $20, $100, whatever you give them, and then just keep it pushing. Take a little time with them. See what their story is like. What have they been through? Because I guarantee you, you will either be watering a seed, planting a seed, you will, you will, you will be refreshing yourself. That is how you get to become to a grateful state. Here I was worried about my bills and all that other stuff. And this girl, here she is. She done been on the streets since she was nine years old. And she's 21 now. Okay. 11 years. I mean 12. Sorry. <laughs> get my bath right 12 years this girl has been you know and then i'm asking her where is she living at she said oh we all kind of share the payment to rent out like these hotels you know we stay at this hotel and i'm like cool you know because i could tell she do take care of herself you know a little bit like she wasn't just your average like like i said like strung out or anything like that you know and she tried to introduce me to this other girl over there and you know, um, it was some
too. They was hearing it too. But I was primarily focused on this young lady. And I gave her my card, you know, and made sure she had my information just in case she ever wanted to link up and she wanted to just get encouragement. I don't know what God has for me, but one of the things I, I told her, I said, you know, I like to talk. You know, when I was young, I used to get in trouble for talking too much in school. They used to call me Motor Mouth Mega Bell. Everywhere I went, you know, uh, she, you know, I remember my mom would say that um, when I was a baby, all you hear, blah, 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 just really talking. And I said, you know, I want to get paid for speaking. Like, this is what I love to do. So why not practice everywhere you go? I'm speaking to this woman. I don't even know her, but I'm speaking to her. No, I didn't get paid for that moment. But I, I guarantee you when I do get when I do get to that point where I'm paid for it, I can look back on when I wasn't getting paid for speaking. And those golden nuggets that I was given then. And I won't forget it. I won't be able to forget where I came from. And if she sees me, or even if she doesn't see me, you know, but or just whichever, you know other people that I may um, talk to somebody is gonna come back you know I like that story of when Jesus uh, healed the blind man you know uh, I believe that I believe they were blind I need to I need to go back and refresh up on my story either it was blind or they had leprosy I think it was leprosy but he healed them with leprosy. You know, they were cast out into the... When they had leprosy, they had to be, like, cast out into the mountains. They couldn't be in the general population um, of the people, you know, the community. So they was out in the graveyards. And so, basically, you know, Jesus healed the lepers. And, you know, I don't really know why it kept saying, like, he would tell them not to go tell nobody. I don't know if that was he knew they was going to go tell somebody. But he would speak, like, don't go... Or I know I think in this situation he actually did tell them to go to the priest, go to the priest and let him know. Uh, but anywho, the moral of this story that I want to say, when he healed the lepers and they left, there was seven of them. Only one came back. One came back, turned around, and said thank you. Like you didn't have to do that. Like I see you. I see what you did. Like, I'm not too high on this miracle or this blessing that I can't come back and bless the blesser. He couldn't repay Jesus back. He couldn't repay him back. No no amount of money, not even accolades, nothing could repay Jesus back for the healing that he gave to this man. But he turned around and said thank you. forget what Jesus said but I think he was just kind of like well where is the other ones only one of these now I'm driving so I can't google this story I can't google it to see what Jesus reaction was but really the main point was for me to tell you that somebody's gonna come back 
you are going to benefit from the fruit of your labor. Don't get weary and well doing that. Well, that used to be one of my 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 favorite uh, models and scriptures. You know, back in the day when I was in ministry, was don't get weary and well doing. I know there are so many times where I would see, uh, you know, my fellow Christian workers. They get so angry at being disrespected and not feeling, you know, people not grateful or appreciative of their works, and they just would, you know, cause all ha kind of hell and mayhem in the church. You know, with a place where it shouldn't be like that, and then it just caused other people to like, see, they just is jacked up. You know. Uh, and, and I would just be like, don't get weary and well-doing. You know, don't get weary and well-doing. Um, yeah, so don't get weary and well-doing. And take time to, uh, you know, speak to somebody. You know, take time. Them pen handlers, you know, you're going to give them a gift and sow, a, sow another seed into their life. Okay, um, I appreciate your ear and your time for this talk. And uh, yeah, have a blessed and highly favored day. Love you.
and I was like, wow, you know, immediately I got emotional because I'm a child welfare specialist. So, why didn't somebody, you know, she said she was like acting up in school and her mom kicked her out and so she just kept on running and never went back. So, at nine years old, she fell through the cracks and she seemed genuine and honest that she really was out on the street. Nobody was looking for her. Nobody was checking for her. And all the hell she must have went through, I can only imagine living out on the streets at nine years old. Now she looks strong and pretty stout and look like she could take any guy. You know, she could take about 10, you know, 10 guys. Little female David, she looked, she looked pretty, you know, tough. And I mean, she looked at, um, she didn't look like bad or anything or like drugged out or anything so she must have had a, a right mind somewhere because she wasn't all she was just homeless she's a panhandler she's a professional panhandler and so um I pointed that out to her I was like dang you know like what makes you you know beg all day instead of you know applying yourself somewhere and getting paid with your work you know for what, what your word, like what's inside of you, I see it, you know, and I complimented her, you know, on my observation, I complimented her on strength that, that I'm, that you just know that you know somebody's got it in them when you see them, like you just feel it, so I, I, I kind of uplifted her a little bit in that moment, and she was just like, I don't know, like, I'm like, what are your goals, like, what would you like to do, I don't know, I don't, I've never known, I've never thought about my goals, I never thought about what I was going to do, like, you know, like I don't know and I'm like and she looked real genuine you know she was smiling at first and then she just you could tell she was getting real somber and real serious with the conversation and that's what I appreciated as well you know she tried to walk away a couple times and I was like not done at all I'm like I gotta gave you this buddy we're gonna talk we're gonna have a conversation though no, honestly I was really curious because she just looked so young and just you know I was led to just have a conversation with her about her situation I was just curious and so she says that she doesn't you know she's never thought about her goals and I just simply asked her I was like would you want another nine-year-old to go through what you went through on these streets and she quickly firmly said no no I would not and she was very serious so I planted the seed in her. I said, well, then why don't you give your time to that? To keeping other nine-year-olds from those from that situation that you would not want them to go through. And go back and finish what you got started, what you never finished, which is schooling. And I told her, I said, you are worth more. You are worth every dollar, dime, anything. You got everything in you that you need to get paid for what you're worth. I said, you shouldn't have to beg for what you have inside of you, what you're worth, what you can work for. You're worth more than that. And that's been a motto for me. I'm not going to beg for what I know that I'm worth that I know that I can put in the work to get, that it's already mine, that I have 
everything in me. I have everything in me that I need to get what I want and to get take care of my needs as well and to take care of myself, to help others. Everything I need in this universe, I have it inside of me. I don't have to beg. And I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to beg. That's what you will not see me do. And so that's the seed that I planted in this young lady today. And so I, um, you know, that might not be for every panhandler that you see. But, you know, if you're going to give them something, take a little time with them. Don't just give them that $5, $10, $20, $100, whatever you give them, and then just keep it pushing. Take a little time with them. See what their story is like. What have they been through? Because I guarantee you, you will either be watering a seed, planting a seed, you will, you will, you will be refreshing yourself, that is how you get to become to a grateful state. Here I was worried about my bills and all that other stuff. And this girl, here she is. She done been on the streets since she was nine years old. And she's 21 now. Okay? 11 years. I mean 12. Sorry. <laughs> get my bath right 12 years this girl has been you know and then i'm asking her where is she living at she said oh we all kind of share the payment to rent out like these hotels you know we stay at this hotel and i'm like cool you know because i could tell she do take care of herself you know a little bit like she wasn't just your average like like i said like strung out or anything like that you know and she tried to introduce me to this other girl over there and you know, um, it was some other people, you know, sitting down older, you know, and they was getting the word too. They was hearing it too. But I was primarily focused on this young lady. And I gave her my card, you know, and made sure she had my information just in case she ever wanted to link up and she wanted to just get encouragement. I don't know what God has for me. But one of the things I, I told her, I said, you know, I like to talk. You know, when I was young, I used to get in trouble for talking too much in school. They used to call me Motor Mouth Mega Bell. Everywhere I went, you know, uh, she, you know, I remember my mom would say that um, when I was a baby, all you hear, blah, 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 like just really talking. And I said, you know, I want to get paid for speaking. Like, this is what I love to do. So why not? practice everywhere you go i'm speaking to this woman i don't even know her but i'm speaking to her no i didn't get paid for that moment but i i guarantee you when i do get when i do get to that point where i'm paid for it i can look back on when i wasn't getting paid for speaking and those golden nuggets that i was given then and i won't forget it i won't be able to forget where i came from And if she sees me, or even if she doesn't see me, you know, but or just whichever, you know, other people that I may um, talk to, somebody is going to come back 
like that story of when Jesus uh, healed the blind man. You know, uh, I believe that I believe they were blind. I need to I need to go back and refresh up on my story. Either they was blind or they had leprosy. I think it was leprosy. But he healed them with leprosy. You know, they were cast out into the... When they had leprosy, they had to be, like, cast out into the mountains. They couldn't be in the general population um, of the people, you know, the community. So they was out in the graveyards. And so basically, you know, Jesus healed the lepers. And, you know, I don't really know why it kept saying, like, he would tell them not to go tell nobody. I don't know if that was he knew they was going to go tell somebody. But he would speak, like, don't go... Or, I know, I think in this situation, he actually did tell them to go to the priest. Go to the priest and let them know. Uh, but, anywho, the moral of this story that I want to say, when he healed the lepers and they left, there was seven of them, only one came back. One came back, turned around, and said, thank you. Like, you didn't have to do that. Like, I see you. I see what you did. Like, I'm not too high on this miracle or this blessing that I can't come back and bless the blesser. He couldn't repay Jesus back. He couldn't repay him back. No no amount of money, not even accolades, nothing could repay Jesus back for the healing that he gave to this man. But he turned around and said thank you. Get what Jesus said, but I think he was just kind of like, "Well, where is the other ones? Only one of these." Now I'm driving, so I can't Google this story. I can't Google it to see what Jesus' reaction was. But really, the main point was for me to tell you that somebody's gonna come back. You are going to benefit from the fruit of your labor. Don't get weary and well doing that. Well, that used to be one of my 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 favorite uh, models and scriptures. You know, back in the day when I was in ministry, was don't get weary and well doing. I know there are so many times where I would see, uh, you know, my fellow Christian workers. They get so angry at being disrespected and not feeling, you know, people not grateful or appreciative of their works, and they just would you know, cause all kind of hell and mayhem in the church, you know, with a place where it shouldn't be like that. And then it just caused other people like, see, they just is jacked up, you know. Uh, and, and I would just be like, don't get weary and well-doing. You know, don't get weary and well-doing. Um, yeah, so don't get weary and well-doing and take time to... Uh, you know, speak to somebody. You know, take time. Them pen handlers, you know, you're going to give them a gift and sow, a, sow another seed into their life. Okay? Um, I appreciate your ear and your time for this talk. And, uh, yeah. Have a blessed and highly favored day. Love you.